different type of loss. You know, it's a loss. Losing a twin is a loss that you can't explain unless you've lost a twin. Um, you know, like this is the person that knew you before your mom. You see what I'm saying? Like it's, it's deep. You know, you share a wound with somebody. It's very deep. And it was literally my kids saying, hey, mom, we need this. We need this. That got me out of the bed. And what I learned in that moment was your greatest day may not look like Sally who has everything pressed, ironed, and cooked and cleaned for her kids. Sometimes your best may be just getting out of the bed and cooking dinner for your kids and going back to bed because that's all you have and being gentle and sensitive with that and being okay with it. Like, yo, all I got today is this this, this tin to cook y'all something to eat, but I don't have anything else. It doesn't mean that mommy does, is not here and isn't present, but mommy's dealing with her own stuff and this is all that I can give you today. Hey out there in mommy land, this is Mom Unfiltered. I am your host, Jacqueline. Today, we get to chat with my friend and sis, Miss Rachel Holmes. She is a dynamic mother of four children, two amazing daughters, and two outstanding sons. Rachel is a speaker, consultant, and coach. Her company, I Wear Me, encourages girls and women of all ages to be confident in who they are. Also, she is the confidence coach. With her business, Hello Rachel Consulting, she assists businesses, entrepreneurs, and people in finding their confidence to get to the next level. Rachel has not always been this confident. Birthed out of tragedy, God gave her the blueprint to bring confidence and share her journey along the way to the world. Please, don't forget to like, share, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, it's time for our program. Yay, Rachel! <laughs> I'm so excited. You got on, yay! Yeah, I did get on. All right, let's get to it. How long have you been a mother? Um, if I'm 32, um, 17 years. This year will be 17 years. And how many children do you have? I have four. Okay. All right, what's the makeup of your four? I have two girls and I have two boys. My daughters are older and then the younger two are the boys. Oh, okay. And how, how's that working out at home with the young boys and the older girls? Um, it ranges. Um, I deal with Lego issues all the way up to boys and everything else that comes with having a 16-year-old. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah. I went through there and I'm, you know, going back in that because I have three girls at the top and one boy at the bottom. So, yeah. It definitely helps. The girls are definitely more helpful. I couldn't imagine having four or older boys. I don't think boys would be as helpful as girls. So it definitely helps in that regard, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Were you (laughs) raised with a specific spiritual belief and how does that play a part in you raising your children? You know, my parents weren't very um spiritual 
Um, they did not go to church or anything like that. So it wasn't forced in the household. However, I did have an uncle who was a deacon and he would pick me up religiously every Sunday for church. And that's where I developed my spiritual background and foundation was all from my uncle that contained, that picked me up every Sunday. Oh, oh wow. That's yeah. a blessing. Is yeah. he still around? Huh? Is that uncle still around? He is still around. He is still around. It's amazing who God will send to come get you, right? Sometimes right. we think it's supposed to be somebody in our house, but God cares so much about us. He'll send somebody out of the house to come get us. Yeah. So, yeah. So how are you raising your children with that uh, spiritual background? So now spiritually, my kids know God takes care of us. God loves us. And we need to live the most that we can according to how Christ has called us to live. Mm. So I may slip out a curse word, but they know I love God and I will pray in the spirit and fight in the spirit if I have to. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I get that. <laughs> so, yeah, so we know they know that, you know, um, if we want something who we ask, we know that if we need something who we ask, we know all things come from God. So, yeah. Awesome. Oh my goodness. That is, that is absolutely amazing that your children could grasp onto that. Um, but you know, God is working on us each and every day. So <laughs> absolutely. Always a work in progress. Yeah, absolutely. How has having children changed your life? Um, they've definitely saved me. If I didn't have kids, um, I don't know where I would be. I don't know how the woman that I would, that I would be, um, I do know that they have created um, a sense of accountability, boundaries, and everything else that I need in order to continue going on. So they've definitely changed my life. They've slowed me down because, you know, as the Southern people used to say, I was fast, girl. <laughs> Who was it? Fast. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I was, but they've definitely helped me, seriously. Awesome. What, if anything, would you do different as a mother? What I would do differently. I would. Hmm. Let me think. What would I do differently? Um, if I could go back, I would have been the mother to my daughters that I am to my sons. And what I mean by that is I had my daughters at 15 and 19 and I wasn't the mom that they needed. I was young. I was still trying to, you know, find my way, still trying to figure things out. So I didn't give them the focus and the attention that they needed at those young, tender ages. Whereas when I had my sons, I was older in age. So I would read with them, you know, when they were young, I would, you know, spend more quality time with them uninterrupted. And what I mean by that is I had my daughters when I was 15 and 19. And you can imagine, I didn't know what it took to be a mom. I didn't know what responsibility, what, what responsibility looked like. I didn't know what that meant. You know, all I knew was I had to take care of these kids. I had to make money to take care of these kids. I had to have a house for them to live in. So I wasn't really focused on the gentle things of being a mom, the quality time, the reading, 
you know, just the level of attentiveness that kids need at those young ages. I didn't give them that because I just didn't know how I didn't, I just didn't know. And when we don't know, we don't do. And so when I had my sons, I was older and I was more attentive to them. You know, I was, I was more involved just in their early years. So I focused real heavy on, you know, um, skin to skin contact and, you know, just things like that. So I, I didn't give them what I gave my sons and my daughters have even said it. They're like, you didn't do this with us. So if I had to do something differently, I would go back and I would redo that. Diff- I would redo those years with them. Mm, I hear that. All right. We're going to segue. Tell me about Hello, Rachel. Hello, I- <laughs> so Hello, Rachel Consulting is a consulting agencies, a consulting agency that helps individuals, business owners, people, aspiring entrepreneurs get their brands together. And I assist them as they, as their consultant in doing that in a confident way. I believe that confidence is the secret sauce to everything. We can have money, resources, opportunities, but if we don't have the confidence to actually step out and do it, we won't do it. So hello consulting, hello, Rachel consulting helps individuals with their confidence to step out build their brands and build their businesses in a confident way, according to God's way of doing business. Okay. Sounds great. So tell me about I Wear Me and how it started. I Wear Me is a lifestyle brand focused strictly on confidence, reigniting confidence, building confidence, reminding people of confidence. It literally what I Wear Me represents is individuals having a confidence experience every time they come in contact with it. So it started off as a t-shirt line. It was birthed out of postpartum depression and through life and life experiences, like the loss of my twin sister, it then shifted to a lifestyle brand. Okay. And, and you have weekly um, or monthly, you have a monthly um, look at different women in there in that I wear me. Right. Yeah. So people that have supported I Wear Me and things like that, every month I select a lady out of everybody that supported I Wear Me and I feature them. I ask them a couple of questions centered around confidence and things like that. Questions may be something like, you know, tell me about a time where your confidence was tested and how did you respond and what was that experience? Um, so I feature women every month on my blog at www.iwearmewithanei.com to get them out there as well. We can build together, you know? Awesome. Thank you for that. Ladies, you hear that. Rachel is the woman to go to if you are lacking that self-confidence to move to the next level. So, Miss Rachel, we're going to go back into mommy stuff. So what was your greatest come to Jesus moment as a mother? Uh, my greatest come to Jesus moment as a mother was um, losing my twin sister and my children being the reason I stayed alive, I'll say. And what I mean by that is if it wasn't for the needs of my children, I probably would have committed suicide, honestly. Um, losing my twin sister was probably one of the most traumatic experiences I've ever experienced in life. It's a different type of loss. And during that particular time, it was the holiday. It was around the holiday because she passed around Thanksgiving. And my kids are usually always gone with their dads um, for holidays. 
but this particular year they were all home and i know it was god um, yes my children were, my come to moment with um jesus moment was losing my twin sister and my kids being the reason i'm still here if it wasn't for the needs of my children i'm pretty sure i would have taken my own life losing my twin sister as i mentioned was probably the most traumatic experience that i've experienced and it's a different type of loss you know it's a loss losing the twin is a loss that you can't explain unless mm-hmm. you've lost a twin um you know like this is the person that knew you before your mom you see what i'm saying like it's is deep you know, you share a wound with somebody, it's very deep. And it was literally my kids saying, hey, mom, we need this. We need this. That got me out of the bed. And what I learned in that moment was your greatest day may not look like Sally, who has everything pressed, ironed and cooked and clean for her kids. Sometimes your best may be just getting out of the bed and cooking dinner for your kids and going back to bed because that's all you have and being gentle and sensitive with that. And being okay with it. Like, yo, all I got today is this 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 tin to cook y'all something to eat, but I don't have anything else. It doesn't mean that mommy does is not here and isn't present, but mommy's dealing with her own stuff. And this is all that I can give you today. So learning to measure my good from being my good and not my good according to Sally's good and Jessica's good and Jacqueline's good for the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I may not be able to clean up. I'm okay with that now. So I had to go through all of that in order to gain understanding when it comes to just stresses or what stressors when it comes to life. Like we stress ourselves out and we don't allow ourselves to heal and feel because of those things. And it's like, nah, nah, nah. So God used my kids in that moment to really teach me that lesson. Mm. That's beautiful. I'm glad somebody is going to hear that and somebody's going to break through. I'm just, I'm absolutely positive of it. So what do you think your life would be like if you didn't receive the gift of motherhood? Um, I honestly don't know. I mean, I have never experienced life in my adult years, not a mom. I literally woke up one day, somebody's daughter at 15. And the next day woke up somebody else, somebody's mom at 15. So mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to not be a mom. I literally went from a teenager to a mom. Wow. So I don't know what that looks like. Okay. All I know is God has given me at a young age the anointing to nurture, to birth, and to deliver. Mm. Mm. And I'm okay with that. Love that. Love it. All right. But oh, me... when these kids go to college, I'll be able to let you know that. <laughs> so it's like, going to be like, like Jacqueline, let's go back to the podcast so I can tell you what it's like now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have a part two. So be in tune. Be, be on the lookout for that. <laughs> yes. So yes. Like all the moms are going to be like, honey, let me tell you. <laughs> so yes. That's awesome. Okay, so last question. What is the greatest gift you will want to give mothers that are going through currently what you have been through? If I and when you mean gift, do you are you talking about something tangible? Um or just a word of some word of advice? Some word of advice. Um do what works for you and know that balance doesn't exist. Mm. 
I think we constantly seek balance. I think we constantly ask questions in terms of balance. I think we constantly are chasing balance. We're constantly fighting for a flow. We're constantly fighting for to figure out balance. And I don't think it exists. What I've learned when it comes to motherhood and what I would tell any other mom is make Monday, Monday, make Tuesday, Tuesday, and make the rest of the week, the, those days of the week. Because if you try to establish balance in some type of routine, Monday through Sunday, it's not going to work, especially if you have kids that are in activities. So what I've learned is I have to plan according to Monday. So I have a Monday routine. And then I have a Tuesday routine and then I have a Wednesday routine and so forth because the weekly routine, it just didn't work. You know why? Because something may happen with Jordan and I got to tend to Jordan and guess what? Everybody else's routine is broken. And then something may come up with Ariel and I have to go tend to Ariel and everybody else's routine is broken. So what I've learned is master each day and have a flow with that particular day, something consistent throughout the week. Is stressful for me. I find it to be stressful and I've just had to figure out what works for us. Mm. So that's what I would tell a mom. That is some good advice. Ladies, rewind that. Write it down. (laughs) (laughs) Really good advice. Do today's work today. (laughs) Don't think about nothing else. All right. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for coming. Filtered. I appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks for having me. Listen, it was gonna happen. I don't care. And it's just it's just proof that when you continue to do what God tells you to do, you may go you may go through some hiccups, but finish it. It doesn't mean that finish isn't on the other side of it. So thanks for having me. Thank you. You have a great day. I love you to pieces. You do the same. Love you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into our program. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment. I can't wait to see you all next week on Mom Unfiltered.